Hello ladies and gents and welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired. This week's episode is a little bit different um, as my girlfriend and I went to Edinburgh Fringe Festival last week, in the last week of it, um, and saw some great stuff and were completely inspired by a couple of pieces in particular and not so inspired by others but we won't spend so much time on those ones. Um, but yeah, so it's been really busy, so I haven't had time to sort of put together one of the, uh, an episode with one of my inspiring actors this week. So I thought we would just do a sort of review of the inspiration that we experienced while we were in Edinburgh and soaking up all of the creative energy that was buzzing around. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. So, um, my girlfriend will be joining me, Kai Alexander. So we'll tell you a bit about what we saw and how we felt about it and what the, how that made us feel and, and what kind of inspiration that gave us. And uh, enjoy this week's episode of Acting Inspired, the Edinburgh Fringe Special. Enjoy. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. Hello ladies and gents and welcome to this week's episode of Acting Inspired. This is a bit of a random one, improvised slightly. Um, me and my girlfriend were highly inspired by what we saw at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So first of all, I welcome Kai Alexander to the podcast. Hello Kai, welcome to the show. Hey Lewis. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to talk about Edinburgh today mm -hmm. and what we saw and what inspired us and uh, excited us about the whole event. Um, I'd never been to Edinburgh Festival yeah. before, had you? No, awesome, awesome. Amazing. I was, uh, I think I did go once when I was a kid, but I, we just sort of walked around. The only thing I really remember from that trip when I was a kid was having my, the first, like having the first pair of jeans that were new yeah, and not owned by someone else before me. Oh, well, so you bought them? Bought them at Edinburgh uh, Festival wow. or like near there. Yeah, and did your family know that it was the Fringe? Um, I don't think they did know it was the Fringe. We were just up there by accident, and uh, cool. we walked around, and there was lots of drumming going on and dudes in kilts and um, music and stuff. So we really just wandered around the Fringe of the Fringe. Yeah. Um, but it was cool, but this time we went for real. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so you were up there a couple of days before me. Mm -hmm. um, what, what was the vibe? How, how I don't well I love um Edinburgh in general just I did um a panto when I was 17 there I did Aladdin and I played Jasmine nice. and oh, I yeah. lived there for two months and I loved it really really loved it like you can get really good food just the vibe just a beautiful beautiful city and uh so yeah I was really really happy to have the opportunity to um work up there for a couple of days during the Fringe Festival. So it was a really good opportunity to kind of like watch everything and see everything. And it was wicked. Like between filming days, I would book loads of tickets and we got a couple of mates to come and meet us. And yeah, and then you came along. Yeah, because we were lucky because you were up there filming. Yeah. So you had a hotel. Yeah. Bang in the middle of Edinburgh. Yeah, lucky. Which was very lucky. It's uh, so expensive apparently because I spoke to my friend who I met up with a couple of days before you came up. Yeah. And she was paying 50 quid a night in a youth hostel. Jesus. Mm. Oh yeah, was that what she said it was like a a bed capsule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My god. Um so yeah, the I I um came up a few days after Kai had got there. I think I came up on a Wednesday evening. My main reason for for sort of really wanting to go at first mm. was because of Ari Shafir um because I knew he I listened to Ari Shafir's podcast if you don't know who he is he's an American comic um stand-up comedian who has a uh, a show on Comedy Central called This Is Not Happening um where basically a group of of comedians they have a theme for the night and they get up and they tell a, a sort of 10 15 minute story funny story based on that theme um 
and he has this show on that you can watch on YouTube and I, I love it and I love his podcast and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go and see Irish Fear. He's one of my favorite podcasters. So that was my sort of main reason for wanting to go there and I booked the tickets and was like, right, I have to go now. Um, and then on the way up on the uh, on the train, I, I heard that one of, uh, I listened to a podcast with Irish Fear and mm. he was interviewing or doing like a running commentary of, of one of his uh, comedian friends specials mm. um that he did but who also happened to be at edinburgh so they were doing this sort of running commentary together and i thought oh he's he's performing as well so i booked tickets for him for that night so the only tickets i i had booked were for two american comedians one on the wednesday night one on the thursday night um and i didn't really know what to expect mm. and when i arrived i literally stepped off the train i was like oh shit we're I'm in it already yeah. and there was this amazing buzz and people handed me handfuls of flyers which I gratefully received at f- for the first hour or so and then got incredibly irritated with it after that <laughs> um, although you did find a gem or two um, uh, as you went along um, but what uh, I've lost track of what I was going to say so yeah that was the only reason I was I, I sort of wanted to go up there um, and there, I knew that I had a few friends up there um, and uh, who were doing little shows that they created themselves. And I, I don't know why I didn't really think of it before. Like the whole podcast is about people creating their own work and yeah. the majority of, of uh, Edinburgh shows are, are people who are creating their own work. In fact, probably like 99% of it is. Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely brilliant you know there's like the big shows that are going to be transferred into london and they're just like and then you get the co- comedy stand-up stuff and you get one-man shows which we'll talk about later which yeah. were just like so so inspiring and mind-blowing to know that you know these guys so we went maybe the fourth week of the fringe festival yeah, it was the and, last week and they have shows every day most of them do shows every day they fly during the day and then they'll do the shows you know a couple of hours later or yeah every day it doesn't stop and it was really interesting to absorb that more towards the end of the festival and really appreciate the work and the passion you know you you have to really really like what you're doing to do that yeah and really believe in the work that you're showing yeah because on the on the train on the way mm. up as well, I I was like, oh, uh, I don't know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know enough about what's on what uh, like. And there, there's hundreds of shows on, so it's I was yeah. looking through this catalogue like, and just sort of going, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know. And so you can either do it that way where you have things in mind mm. and you can book certain things, or you can literally just wander around for an hour, get given a hundred flyers, sift through them and see which one you fancy and, and go and book it. Mm. Um, which is sort of what we ended up doing, wasn't it? Apart from the yeah. the few that I had uh, booked already and you had booked a couple for us as well. I think so. I was advised by a friend to kind of get organised almost. She said that, oh, the first year she didn't enjoy it as much because she didn't have any tickets booked and shows were all sold out, whatever. But I'm glad we went for those um, spontaneous ones. Yeah. Or some of the free fringe things because we really did discover some real gems. Yeah, some real gems. Yeah, and I think almost if you if you have um, free stuff going because actually there's like the prepaid ones where you have to buy tickets and there's like the free fringe where you can go and then you can donate um, after the show. They'll hand out a bucket and blah blah blah. And um, I appreciate the free fringe more because in a way you really have to earn it. Yeah, you know, and then. I don't know, there's that kind of, uh, going back to the basic of true, passionate, bringing your, earning your audience yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. vibe that I really liked. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk more about that specifically about one guy in a sec who mm. um, was very interesting. Um, but yeah, just more on the, the whole festival itself, it's brilliant, there's, there's mu- I mean most people have been, um, probably like the only two people who hadn't been for the last 10 years in a row. I know, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's, you know, there's music playing everywhere, there's food, there's people sort of doing little street acts to entice you into their shows. There's There are just street performers doing their thing out on the street. Yeah. Um, everyone's sort of buzzing and happy. And yeah, uh, and yeah it's just a, a really fun good energy of and you can like feel the the creativity yeah it's infectious um, isn't it yeah it's crazy because it, it, it every little show we saw i was just like 
oh, I think literally every time I came out of something, bar one, I think, or mm. bar two, mm. I came out thinking, I have to do something. I yeah. have to do it. I have to do it. So it's like the ultimate inspiration. Yeah. Um, like if they can do it, so can I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just really attractive to, to see people going at it and doing their thing. So, um, yeah. So what did we see? On the first night, we saw Kyle Kinane, mm-hmm. who's an American comedian mm-hmm. who I saw for the first time on Irish Affairs YouTube mm-hmm. show or Comedy Central show. And he was telling one of his stories um and he uh, like on the on the youtube channel it was great he made me laugh i thought he was funny so so i booked tickets to see it mm-hmm. and i dragged you along to that on the first night mm-hmm. um really small audience wasn't it yeah um at the underbelly um and he was uh like he was good he was sweet and mm-hmm. and funny and stuff but like I don't know. It, it felt as though this is what you were talking about about the free fringe stuff and then the the sort of prepaid ticket stuff. Like it was as if he, it was the end of the festival. He mm. was sort of tired mm. and like he seemed sort of pissed off, or not pissed off, but like just exhausted, didn't he? And didn't really fully invest in in what he was doing. And I guess it's a different thing, just stand up comedy. I don't know. And if, but for someone who's never seen his work before, I really enjoyed it. Like he was, he was really charming, and yeah. he had some really funny stories. Definitely, like I was, we were all still laughing. Yeah. But I know what you mean. It's as we said, like they do these shows every day. That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, I saw it. Crazy I, I amount. Was a bit negative about. No, it. no, yeah, no, no. But I think that's the kind of like the ups and downs. That, like it's, it's all part of it. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, like even though you love what you do. You get tired, yeah. You know, and you ha- you still have to do a show on a Monday night. Yeah, and they're hundreds and of miles away from home and stuff yeah. as well. And you know, he's from America and stuff. And um, but you know, it was it was an all right start. We mm. came out and we were like, okay, that was that was cool. Yeah. And it gave me a real because I you know I've I've I had this idea that you know he, because I've seen him on Comedy Central show and stuff. I was like, wow, he's massive, and yeah. like, I was expecting this huge crowd and stuff. Yeah, that's and, probably it. Yeah, and then we like we came out. Uh, we came into the like auditorium bit and there were hardly any of us like, <laughs> but he was he wasn't bitter about that or anything it was like um he still embraced that um but yeah he just seemed really tired and i mm. chatted to him afterwards as well mm-hmm. a little bit which i have this weird habit of doing mm. chasing after people who i <laughs> who uh, have some sort of uh impact on me no it's wicked that you do that chewing their ear off <laughs> Um, standing in a stairwell in the way of everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he was awkwardly going, should we, should we get out of the way of the <laughs> stairs? No, I just want to say, like, I think you're really great. Yeah. That's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the first night. So it was like, okay, I sort of got more of an idea of what Edinburgh was and, mm. and the sort of vibe that was going to be. Did we, we didn't see anything else that day, did we? Because like, I arrived quite late. Yeah, we went for dinner and we saw that show. And yeah. we met up with our friend Helen. Oh, Helen, yeah. We had a we, show as well. Unfortunately, we didn't see our show because mm. I stupidly booked tickets for every evening. So we didn't. I didn't get to see her show. Hopefully, Helen. She doesn't know this yet, but hopefully, at some point <laughs> soon, she'll come and chat with us. She's um, well, you, you, I've talked so much. Well, on. she's got a show with another girl called Sam. So they're, they're like a double act, and they've got this radio show in Hoxton, and they also had um a stand-up comedy show, as well as um. What is it like? What Arisha Fear does, which is like a hosting. Thing, yeah, hosting. Where they like host other meeting. acts. Yeah, so they would do that every night. So they had two shows on every night, and they're really brilliant. Like very different women. Yeah, two and girls, one cup of comedy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, two girls, <laughs> one cup. Um, yeah, just really, really nice. So yeah, hopefully you can get her on. Yeah. Be great. Helen, <laughs> you're not listening to this, but <laughs> <laughs> please come and come and talk to me. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and uh, um, and uh, yeah, I saw loads of people that I know up there, and like who I had done. I've I did a clowning course. Um, I've done it twice now with Doctor Brown. Mm. Um, he's awesome. He is awesome. I wish he was there, uh, but I think he's he's done it a yeah, lot. Yeah, I think so. Um, in fact, there were loads of like sort of testimony, uh, loads of his 
testimonies on people's posters, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah, Dr. Completely. Brown says, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, trained by. Um, <laughs> yeah, he must have like won every comedy show there because yeah. he's just Just incredible. Perfection. He's, a, he's a clown um, comedian, clown act that is just... You go. I mean, it's uh, maybe not for everyone, but you, you go in not expect. I think like one year, last year, maybe he did like a show where he, it was like a walk-in. You could pay for an hour, but he went on for eight hours, mm. and you could pay for an hour at a time, or you mm. could pay for the whole eight hours and mm. come in and out when as you please. And he would just try stuff for seven hours, and then in the last hour, all the best bits, he would put them together, and it would become this show. And I think from from talking to him, that's how he he builds most of his shows wow um live yeah just live Gosh. just trying stuff and failing and not being afraid to fail and then then finding a little gem that people like and then building on that gem and and you know eventually creating something hilarious that's just non-stop laughter for an hour straight yeah. he's um, so exciting yeah so i did this course with mm. him i've done it a couple of times uh in the winter and um there are a few people who are on the courses um that I that I did there, who were performing at Edinburgh as well. Mawan Rizwan, um, who is I think he's bloody brilliant. Hopefully, I'll speak to him as well at some point on here. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, again, didn't didn't get to see his show. Luckily, I saw a couple of previews in London before he went up. Um, Which and is brilliant. Yeah, you really came as well, good, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was really cool. His his act is just yeah, as unique and bizarre. As Dr. Brown, if not more. Yeah, and I think his show was really popular in Edinburgh. Yeah, it went down really well, I mm. think. Yeah, um, and rightly so. Mm. Like, he's he's bloody brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, so um, what did we do after that? So we saw Carl Kinane, but then bumped into Helen later that night, go on. Yeah, and then the next day... Yes. Oh, yeah, so we went to get your inhaler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the... Oh, I didn't sleep at all that night. And, I and well, I slept for about, I think, 45 minutes or so. Mm. And at the end of that short 45 minutes of sleep, I had a nightmare which turned into a panic attack, mm. which turned into an asthma attack, which I haven't had for, like, 10 years. Mm. And, uh, and had to go and get, like, an emergency inhaler the next morning. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not being able to breathe. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was our morning and then we went for breakfast and what did we do first? Oh, we just, wa yeah, that was it. We That's walked around yeah, and we then we were just looking for a nice place to have coffee, I think. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And then we bumped into this very energetic <laughs> Japanese guy called Hiroshi. Yeah. He like basically grabbed my arm when <laughs> you, another Japanese person, <laughs> you must come and support me. It was so funny. He was, <laughs> he was wearing this like orange jumpsuit. Yeah. Like a onesie yeah. with some weird looking um, patches stitched <laughs> onto the front. And, uh, he looked like a weird superhero. Yeah, like gymnast. Yeah, <laughs> super superhero is better. Superhero is definitely better. Um, yeah, hugely energetic. Yeah. Sort of going, come, come see my show. Come see my show. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, fuck no, all right. Um, and it was a free show, uh, and we sort of took the flyer and and wandered off and. Yeah, you weren't so sure at first. Yeah, Kai was like, should we go and sit? Because here, here's the title of the the flyer <laughs> was kind of like a bit makeshifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, his name is Hiroshi Shizu. Shimizu. Shimizu. And um, this is the title of his show. Japanese Samurai Don Kuite Challenging Against English Giant Windmills. <laughs> so you can imagine what we sort of, we were thinking. We were like, um, yeah, I don't know about that one. And then we, we sort of wandered over to this this coffee shop bit what was that called the out of joint or the joint or something no well it was near the grass market oh yeah that was it yeah and we sat in there and we were having a cup of coffee looking yeah. at this flyer and it was a free show so we were like yeah oh yeah let's let's go and have a look let's just go and have a look mm. so we we walked back up there and he was outside very happy to see <laughs> people coming in yeah and um and we came in what was that building again I have no idea. Oh, it's the man. one that where it has like, it's like five floors, wasn't it? All the floors, yeah, it just went down. Yeah. Like there were so many basement floors. Yeah. 
It was really creepy, but yeah. Really bizarre. And um, anyway, but there were we loads of shows going on. Yeah, loads on, on each different floor. There was something going on, so yeah. you had to sort of sneak past all the other shows. Mm. It was a free fringe venue. Yeah, all stand-up. Yeah. It and was like a bar, like a massive, massive bar with lots of different floors. Yeah. And then we went down into uh, into uh, his room, yeah. <laughs> which was, uh, there were two people, I think, sat in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we went in and we sat right at the front. And um, he was there sort of setting up, sort of walking around and <laughs> putting chairs around and stuff. He had like, loads of cameras. Yeah, setting up all sorts of cameras. He had a GoPro strapped to his chest. He had a mate holding a camera. He had oh, a camera yeah. set up on a table behind him. Just everywhere. Just yeah. everywhere. Very and Japanese. Yeah. And um, and then a dude setting up lights like above the audience, you know, on an a- on a on a real on a proper rig, which yeah. I'm sure he should not have been doing. <laughs> with us sat under it. Oh shit! I didn't even realize. He didn't notice him. No. <laughs> At one point, he jumped down off. The, he was standing on a uh, like a banister, just yeah. balancing, not even a ladder, just Love above it. us. Fringe life. Yeah, fringe life, baby. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he uh. But then, like, we were there for a good 10 minutes, and mm. over that 10 minutes, it filled up, didn't it? Really filled up. And there was a couple of them who returned. Like, oh. they've been to his shows, and they brought other people along. Ah, okay. It was incredible. We were like, f- yeah, the expectation was so low. Yeah. And then it suddenly, like, shot up. And then the show started. Yeah, which was, <laughs> uh, I don't know, what was his vibe? It was like, so he was wearing this orange jumpsuit, and he mm. first explained... The, the patches on his jumpsuit, mm. which were his sponsors, yeah, which ran, it was so random. It was like one of one was a uh, he had a he was very sweaty, and he had a towel, and one of his sponsors was this Japanese towel company, <laughs> <laughs> these soft towels, and um, and then the other was a was a Japanese cosmetics company, and he had these face masks, face masks that he yeah. was promoting. Um, very good skin. Very good skin. Mm-hmm. Um, very bizarre sort of sponsors for a comedian. But hey, <laughs> uh, you know, they're obviously helping him out. And oh, was, it, was he taking a piss? I wasn't quite sure. No, because I watched a video of him on YouTube as well. And he, he makes sure he says it. At the oh, end. yeah, He's like, yeah. That's oh, it. And I have this towel and it's by these people. <laughs> <laughs> it was really sweet, wasn't he? Yeah, it was brilliant. He did this thing where he like came out. He'd been there the whole time sort of setting up. Mm-hmm. And so it was... A a little bit unclear mm. as to how it was starting, but he like came out and everyone sort of went, oh yeah, and clapped and stuff. And, and then he was like, okay, now we do it again, but you pretend you see me for the first time. And he had like a really bad English accent, didn't he? Is that your Japanese accent? That was my, yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> <that> offensive. No. <laughs> it's nice. Um, it's nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, he came out and he had this, this very thick Japanese accent and sort of said, yeah, I'm going to come in again and it's the first time you've seen me and everyone went nuts and everyone like sort of went in with it, didn't they? They joined him. He was so warm. Yeah. His presence was so warm and he was always with us, you know? Yeah, which is a massive, sorry, go on. Yeah, it's a massive thing, I think, because I think there's so much, um, I don't know, we saw quite a few comedians where they do the whole like, oh, I'm so cool, I don't care really. Yeah. And they sort of completely like shut us away from it. Yeah. Like we're literally there. Like we are like less than a meter away from you. We're yeah. in your space. Come Actually, on. that's that's one thing I really noticed with him was that mm. he was chucking it out at everyone and he, he sort of, he connected with the, with the he connected with the whole room and yeah. sort of took everyone in and yeah. made sure he wasn't leaving anyone out, which is a massive part of the clowning thing, wasn't it? You had to do that exercise where you tell a story and you're in front of, like, five people. Yeah, and it's probably, like, the most nerve-wracking thing ever. Yeah. To see a bunch of blank faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but because he was so warm, they weren't blank faces. No. They were Everyone was sort of going, what is this? This yeah. is great. And, uh, and yeah, basically, he he told the story of him... His experience in Edinburgh, yeah, and how he, he managed to become an, a, a comedian. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we don't really want to tell his, oh yeah, do his act, but like, it was just. I thought it was brilliant. It was so good. It was it was just him being really honest about being really bad at English and how in Japan in Japan, Japan um, in Japan you you know you you that that stand up is very difficult because it's very vague and. He did these great 
little stories about how vague the Japanese language is and how it, in England, when someone says, do you want to come to a party? You either say yes or no. And he said in Japan, when someone <laughs> says, do you want to come to a party? The response is always, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you get away from actually <laughs> responding. Yeah, yeah you, you just get out of the response altogether <laughs> and you might go or you might not. <laughs> um, so he was saying he had to come to, to, to England to, mm. to, to be a stand-up comedian. And he went to America first. I don't know if it's true. Like, it seemed really real, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think I think it is true. Yeah, like he talked about his experience of coming. But that was the thing that I think his whole act was um, he came across like this really humble guy from Japan, but actually he's probably really well-traveled and he's been probably doing it for ages. Yeah. That's why his show was like really good. Yeah. The whole like structure of the sh- his piece and it was very clever, wasn't it? Yeah. He sort of made us believe that he was like this fresh out of the boat kind of Japanese person, <laughs> but he's probably been doing this act for quite some time. Yeah, he he was... Um, it was fresh. Yeah. It was a really fresh show. Fresh, full of energy, mm. and he took you on a little journey, which was just awesome. Yeah. and it was quite authentic. Like, you really thought... Well, I, I think he comes from an acting background, right? So that really... Avant-garde acting. Avant-garde. <laughs> <laughs> acting as a chair. Yeah, he, he said he spent his life as an actor in Japan pretending to be a chair. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> or being vague or being <laughs> anger or being happiness. Um, so he had a really... Yeah, he, I think he was more intelligent maybe than... Yeah, but I think that's part of the charm. Yeah. But... Um, but he was really good, and it's weird. We just sort of looked up a review just to make sure we were getting the name of his, uh, mm. of him and his show right. And it's weird because he, he what, what was it? Oh, is that bad? What he got? What did he get? Two stars. Two stars. Yeah, these um comedy reviewers, they're really um, they're quite tough, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Ari Shafir said something about that on his podcast. It oh, was yeah. like he said in England we we treat comedy and stand up and stuff like it's like it's theatre. And you yeah. get like reviewed and stuff. And he said in America, it's just he was like, what when he's when he was getting reviewed, he was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it just didn't, didn't they didn't it seems like a really weird thing to do. That probably does like make a reflect. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense when you look at American comedians, though, because we went to see Mark Moran last night. Oh yeah, and you can tell that the kind of. They feel, I don't know, there's a sense of, like, liberation. They're a bit more open and a bit more ease. There's a lot more ease on stage, and they yeah. feel like they can just talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he was great. maybe that's what it is. Mark yeah. Maron. Mark Maron. With, on the, he has a podcast as well, WTF. We went to see him last night. Anyway, that wasn't at Edinburgh. Yeah. We're talking about Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, it was just awesome, and it was God, so we sound like we watch everything. I know, right? <laughs> it's great. Um, but he, he was... Why was he inspiring? Mm. Because he, he clearly, well, he was, he's obviously Japanese and has made this journey to Edinburgh mm. and, you know, however he got there and whatever the truth behind his story was, he is in a foreign country doing, making a room full of people absolutely piss themselves. Yeah. Um, so he definitely smashed a free fringe. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we gave him, like, £10 or something. Yeah, and everyone and was. And there was about 30 of us. Yeah. So if you did that every show, that's a good earner. Yeah. Um, he. Um, I think it's it was his energy and his his uh, his warmth, like you said, his generosity. It just made him so likable, and and you just thought, what, well, like, yeah, yeah, that was one that I came out of thinking, wow, it, it, you know, he has managed, he has done that and created this hilarious little show. Mm based on him not being able to talk English very well or saying that the Japanese are the worst at learning English. And that was his whole, like, premise. Yeah. And and he made this awesome one-hour show. Yeah, it was full of heart, wasn't it? Yeah. It was funny and full of... That is... It mu- I don't know, it feels really hard. I, th- I think it's quite a hard thing to do, but that seems to be the key, like, to be able to kind of create a show that's full of heart with comedy. Yeah. It's like Mark Maron said last night about mm. you censored the child in yourself mm. as you grow older, and he did not do that no, at no, all. No, no, no. Um, Hiroshi, he 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 did not censor his child, and you loved him more for it. Yeah, because that's it. he just went for it. Yeah, and you he were just knows. like, oh wow. 
Yeah, there's a sense of, oh, yeah, he kept on um, saying how weird he is and yeah. how he gets his weirdness from his dad. And <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Completely um, embraces it. He was just like, fuck it, I'm not conventional. Yeah. So check him out on, mm. on YouTube. Um, what's his name? Hiroshi Shimizu. Shimizu. Um, Japanese samurai Don Kuete challenging against English giant windmills. So put that in Google and I'm sure he will come up. I think he's on Twitter. He's called. Is I he? think it's like Hiroshi Comedy or something. Hiroshi Comedy. Check out Hiroshi. We thought he was brilliant. And if yeah. you get the chance to see him, go and see him. Um, oh, yeah. And then what did we see after that? So we were making our way out of this oh like five-story building. Yeah. And this dude stopped us on the stairs. Nice really nice dude. bloke. Yeah. And young bloke. And he was like... Um, Oh, free comedy downstairs in a moment. Are you, are you leaving? And we were like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, we were going to. Mm. <laughs> he sort of, sort of cornered on the stairs. Mm. And uh, and he was like, oh, we're doing a free comedy show. We got we got these finalists from these comedy award shows and stuff. Mm. Come down and see it. So we were like, all right, yeah. Actually, I think we went outside and had a, a brief argument. <laughs> no, I, I no. think we just needed some fresh air. Yeah, we'd been underground for a good hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, and I mean... Whoever, yeah, I mean, if you know the fringe, it's quite intense. Everyone just wants something. Everyone wants you to go to their show. Of course. And, um, yeah, it was just a bit, you know, when you just need to go to the toilet or, I don't know, <laughs> go and get some water or something and you're constantly being stopped or being leafleted. It's, yeah. It gets a bit much. I had a massive headache as well, but I think that was because I was just getting some oxygen back into my lungs and then we went underground for, like, two hours. Yeah, you were, like, still struggling with an, your asthma attack. <laughs> yeah getting over not it. the best combination but we saw six shows that day so yeah it was crazy yeah pretty just good. one after the other mm-hmm. um but what did we do we went so we went back down there to see yeah. the show and we were like two seconds late we came in just just at, just as it started mm-hmm. um and it was really like disappointing wasn't it i i hate to shit on anyone at no all. there was a few goodies but yeah. then uh, you see there after how much, like after this, after watching Hiroshi's um, show, yeah, and seeing the amount of material he had, and then the enthusiasm, and just and just, the respect for for an audience, I think so. Just like everything, it, it, we it felt like we got something out of it as the audience may member, and then we went to this kind of stand up comedy showcase thing yeah where they were sort of like giving us a little teaser but not really giving us anything because they wanted us to go and see their show so yeah they were like little five minute slots and Mm. and you know some of it was funny and which is great and people laughed and there was this american woman in the front row who didn't get a few things and they kept sort of picking on her for not understanding it which is fine that's well that's a i mean that sounds weird because in a, in comedy that's sort of normal i guess people pick on people in the front row comedians do i know but i hate but, being picked on yeah also if you're not very good and if you're not making the room laugh with your observations yeah. of the person who you're picking on then it sort of makes everyone go dude what are you doing and the host of it oh he was just he was like he he went the, so the first guy went off. He did okay. Everyone sort of clapped, and you know he was all right. And well, they must be all right because they're finalists in some some comedy show that I don't know. Um, but yeah, the host sort of came on and and said to everyone, "Okay, I'm just going to explain to you how comedy works. This is how a joke works. So I tell you something funny, a funny story, and then you guys laugh." And everyone was just like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. And he he killed it for himself and nearly everyone else right at that point. And I mean, I, I don't remember his name, which is lucky because well, I well yeah. So the host basically didn't help everyone else. Not at all. It was I mean yeah, it wasn't their fault really because some of them were all right. Yeah, and it's weird. Like it's like they had this high expectation of themselves, and when people didn't laugh, it was the people's fault. Mm. and they didn't they didn't like that so it was a really weird show and such a contrast to the one we'd just seen that was so full of generosity and and warmth and and like he was really happy that we were all there and yeah know. and what is it about you know people having to kind of read out their CVs before they actually show their work what do you what? mean you know like the uh, oh like that this is 
Yeah, it just sounded use. more desperate, you know, like they were like, oh, BBC winner, yeah, something com- BBC comedy winner, winner. Yeah, it was weird because they set them up each time yeah. they set them up as this amazing thing. And then nearly all of them just sort of were very mediocre, if not shit. But then maybe <laughs> the show would be better if you just if you didn't just did it. do that. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple of good ones in there. Yeah. I can't remember their names, but there was one dude from South London who was pretty good. Really good. Um, and then the guy at the end who... I wish I could remember his name because he was really good and he he sort of reminded me a little bit of like a young like a really young Jack D. He he was sort of like miserable. Yeah, you need to find him and write down his yeah, name. I'll find, I'll find out who he is and on the I'll put it on the website. He's really cool. Yeah. Just like just came on, didn't give a shit, just did his work. Yeah. Just so funny. And he really, was really dry. Good. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't expect anything and he didn't sort of get at the audience if they didn't understand something and he was clear and didn't sort of I don't know anyway so it was a contrast <laughs> we were like oh man like we just seen this guy full of energy and then it just dropped when we saw these dudes and it was kind of like oh well moving on and we left the the dungeon mm-hmm. and we came out and walked back into the fringe where did we go now oh yeah this is where we saw some amazing so what do we so see? So we walked over to the underbelly, didn't we? Is that oh home? yeah, After and that? then we went to have a drink. We're just yeah, we having a, a little beer. break, and then this young boy with big, big curly hair yeah. came approaching. Came approaching. Came approaching. <laughs> um, yeah, approached us and started. Um, yeah, telling us about his show. Yeah, his show oh. was in like ten minutes time. Mm-hmm. And he gave us a flyer, and he was like, "Oh, he was a really sweet, dude." And he was like, "Come and come and see my show if you want." And um, this is the last last couple of days or something. Yeah. Um, there aren't many tickets left or whatever. Um, and we he gave us the flyer, and he he went off, and uh, and we looked at it, and it looked really interesting. It was called um, "Good Grief," written by Jack and his nan, Jack Rook, <laughs> and um. And it, the the flyer was a picture of him in a coffin covered full of like sweets and and serene malt loaf and yeah and uh, things like that. And I'm a massive fan of serene, so I was like, yes, <laughs> go and see that. And he said that we'd get free cakes and biscuits and if we went we to see the show, which we did. Yeah. Um. So I went and bought tickets, and we went upstairs, and yeah, he wasn't lying. It was packed, and uh, and we queued up, and we we went in, and we had to take. Oh no, I, I don't. Shouldn't talk about it, should I? Really? Because I think he's still he's doing the show. Yeah, um, you're gonna get him in. Yeah, yeah, really exciting. I I I thought God, I couldn't stop thinking about his his piece because it was amazing, and I, I wrote. You to fall him. in love with him, don't you? You do. You really After, do. Yeah. And um, you feel like you've kind of almost he, it's the most open show I've ever seen. Yeah. You just he just bears his soul like. With laughter, I just, I was like, we were laughing, crying, eating cake. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> and, and yeah, and it, it, like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So earlier on today, actually, I, I sent him a, a, a message just to say thanks for the show. It was awesome. And, and you were brilliant and amazing. And, uh, and he replied within like two seconds and, and, and I told him about the podcast and he w- said he'll come and do it. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have Jack Rook on um, and we'll let him talk more about his show. But Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, ag- yeah. I mean, again, it was like... He's brilliant. He's only like 22 or something. Yeah. And he's been touring this around like ever since he was 20. Like, just doing amazingly well. Yeah. I ch- well, check out his website, which I think... Well, if you put Jack Rook in Google... I think it's jackrook.com, but just put Jack Rook in Google, which is Jack R-O-O-K-E. Um, and it's called The Good Grief Project. Um, or the, the show is called Good Grief. Um, so, yeah, he's he's creating this work not only to create work, but also to raise awareness and um, to help people deal with, with grief and bereavement and things. But I don't want to give loads away because hopefully he'll tell us all about it and his show is still going on and touring and he's blowing up so hopefully i can grab him before he blows up too big um but yeah again you know just generous warm sad funny touching very real i don't know it was 
I can't think what to it say. It was more like I... an art project, but it's not like, you know, one of those Ponzi art projects. It was just, <laughs> I don't know. It felt like we were just at his house. Like, I don't know. It, it felt so warm. It didn't feel like we were watching a show. Yeah. It was like having a cup of tea with Jack. Yeah. That's probably, yeah, his, it, it, and it worked. Let's call the podcast having a cup of tea with Jack. Yeah. <laughs> this week's podcast. Um, but yeah, check it. Check him out on, on the internet, um, The Good Grief Project, and we'll speak to him soon. Because um, I don't want to give anything away, so we'll we'll move on. Move on from that. Move on. Move on, move on. Um, Woman's. Is that what we saw next? Don't jump the gun. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And then Stuart Francis. Oh, yeah. God, we saw so many shows. I know, right? And it was like, they were everywhere. So we were running around. Oh, no, God, yeah, that was... Starving, thirsty. I, to add on top of the (laughs) asthma attack, I bought a sandwich for six quid. Actually, you bought it for me, didn't you? You're welcome. You bought me a six quid sandwich, which was quite small. Took a bloody great bite out the side of it. Oh, it's walnut bread. I'm allergic to nuts. Took a bite out of a walnut and uh, and swallowed it, I believe. But I don't know why or how, unless I didn't eat a walnut, but it didn't affect me. Or I started to think it did. Because you get this thing when you're allergic to nuts where if you think you've eaten a nut, then you start feeling like you're feeling the reaction, but you're actually not. Well, you, you don't know that. But... um. Yeah, so that was awful. It was like survival mode, like we had 10 other shows to see. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. My, my adrenaline just burnt out my <laughs> nut energy. Um, but to sort of counteract that, I bought a great big um, a great big burger and that, that settled that down while we waited to go in to see Woman's, which you booked. Yeah, it was um, Helen's recommendation. Ah. She said it was one of the fa- her favourite shows. Amazing. So we had to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a show by Tessa Waters. Nice. She is a fantastic, fantastic clown. Yeah. she She's Australian, right? I don't know. She had this weird sort of South American accent in yeah, her act. True. Um, but I think she's... She's the most beautiful woman ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I think there were only like two rows of us in the theatre. Yeah. She Didn't did not matter. give a shit. Yeah. She still she still did it. Yeah. And that's a, that's another massive contrast against the not against but um compared to the the stand up little showcase that we saw because she came out and she saw I don't know how many people were in there like 20. Yeah. 25 the, maybe. The space was so big yeah. and so kind of deep. So you only filled like the first two rows. Yeah, very, very clearly only 20 people in there. And um, that did not phase her. She didn't sort of, you didn't see her look out and have that sort of look of disappointment as, you know, mm. some people had. And um, and she she went, right, I've got these 20 people. I'm going to give these 20 people a fucking good show. And she did, man. I don't even know what it was. Tell tell us about it, Kai. Um, It was about this kind of, she comes out, she pretends to be this rock under a sheet and it's, and then the music starts and this, this rock starts moving and it's her. (laughs) She's like a goddess. Yeah. She's in this like goddess outfit and she's like really sparkly and gorgeous looking and very, um, curvaceous. Yeah. Voluptuous. Yeah. Yeah. She was just like all woman. She was woman. Yeah. She was a woman. (laughs) And, um, yeah, she was just giving us sort of this character that she created. She was giving us little lessons on how to love yourself and embrace yourself and and embrace women. Yeah, and it's weird because you we say you say lessons and it sort of you think oh god, it wasn't that kind of she wasn't like trying to give it you wasn't a TED lessons. talk, no. no. But it could have been a TED talk. Like it would be a hilarious TED talk. Yeah, she was you know she was a complete comedian and clown who just was really real and connected to her emotions. And uh, I don't know, what. how would you describe what she was doing? I don't even know. I don't know. It's a bit, it's it's almost like a female version of Dr. Brown. Yeah. But she, she, she spoke a lot. 
Yeah, true. But it wasn't intellectual speaking. It was kind of to... Um, yeah, she spoke only a little bit. Yeah. Just to kind of like engage with the audience and uplift. It was... It was a very interactive show, wasn't it? Yeah, she had us all up on our feet at one point and we were all dancing. It is really hard to explain the show. Because it is really hard. You but just have to be there. It's an experience. Yeah, maybe this show, this uh, episode was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, go- check her out. She's amazing. Yeah, she ba- like basically, when I first sat down in that room, mm. I wouldn't have looked around and thought, I'm going to be standing up dancing mm. in five minutes with these people that I don't know. Mm. And... Um, and she had us dancing and like, like just she made having like a great time and not worrying about it. And she was like, just di- like you're doing whatever makes you feel good. And it was just really inspiring. She, and I think what was most inspiring about it for me yeah. is that because I, I get I have this weird thing where I get I mean I think a lot of people get it, but you get nervous for for people. So when what? before they've come out mm. and you're looking around and you're like, shit, there's only. 20 people in here and then I start I start getting like sweaty mm. and thinking fuck this, oh my god I'm f- I feel really bad I feel really bad and then you feel like maybe you have to like overcompensate with your laughter and stuff mm. just to like make her feel like it's all good yeah. but it was like the opposite she was cool man yeah. she came out there were 20 people there she grabbed us all and she gave us a really good show um, and took us on a little journey weirdly another one that only got two stars on the review that you were looking at yeah, just now yeah but everyone was talking about her show yeah and yeah, it's it doesn't matter that reviews are reviews, aren't they? Yeah, fuck but those yeah, she was definitely one of the most inspiring female comedians I saw up in Edinburgh. Yeah, because there's so much of this like oh female voice, feminist jokes and stuff. It just gets a bit too. Meh. Yeah, but she just celebrated womanhood. Pe- that- not even just womanhood, like just humanhood, humanhood, everythinghood. <laughs> she was. Just so inclusive, you know, like being suddenly, suddenly, I have no idea, but suddenly being a woman on stage or being a comedian, female comedian on stage suddenly became this thing. And it shouldn't be a thing, should it? It should just be just as amazing and just as inclusive and enjoyable to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And she wasn't like, she was very womanly and very, um, uh, very sort of, I, I don't know. But it wasn't a thing. But it she, wasn't she never highlighted, like, look, I made it on stage. No, which and, and I feel like a lot of the com- like female comedians are doing at the moment. They think that that's funny. Yeah. But it's like, that's kind of like a bit passive. Yeah. And it's like, a bit passive-aggressive also towards... Also, the men didn't feel uncomfortable. Exactly. And that's how that's what I worry about. I know it's really bad, but I do worry about that. I'm like, well, that's well, not very inclusive. Stand-up. When I'm doing my <laughs> feminist stand-up <laughs> act. But yeah... Um, I worry. I worry about it. That's why. That's why I like happy, kind of inclusive, warm comedy shows. Because I, I, I worry about people being offended or people <laughs> being excluded from stuff. Yeah, but um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So that was really good. <laughs> God, we're just like listing shows and going. Yeah, this was really good. And now the fringe is over, so you can't see them anyway. So. I, I, no, most of them are being transferred. Yeah. Or they're on tour somewhere. Yeah, I'm not sure where they're going, but we'll I'll put all these on the website as well. And if you do get a chance, at least look them up or, or go and see them if you can, because um, they're really good. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, so as we're going through it, what did we see? Oh, we saw Stuart Francis after that, which is a bit of a... No, it was what? really good. I mean, but it was... I mean, it was standard Stuart Francis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a very different um, crowd, wasn't it? It was like we walked into, uh, to like... The Royal Albert Hall or <laughs> yeah, something. It was really the Opera sort of House. Older sort of... Um, older audience and... Uh, well, not older, actually, but, but more... But it was a different... It wasn't fringe. It was like more on the posh end of... It was at the assembly <laughs> hall. It was a really posh hall. Was it assembly hall? I don't know. I can't remember. The other one. Really anyway. civilized. And he was amazing, though. He was great. Yeah. Although he did have a little bit of a hint of, um, of like. Yeah, you've been looking out for that, haven't you? I don't. I haven't been looking out for it. I've just been really seeing it when people have been a bit sort of offended that you're not. He, he made this comment about, "Could you laugh longer?" At the jokes, because yeah, I'm running out. Because I'm running out of stuff to say, which <laughs> I guess was a sort of joke, but he was serious. Yeah. And like he was still bloody awesome. Yeah, he was hilarious. 
and then that awful thing where there was a a guy like next to us who was texting or something and his phone kept going beep 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 and then he singled him out but to everyone else it could have looked like it was either me or him oh no you know that one where i was like oh shit i look like the asshole it's this guy next to me i swear no he was filming i think was he filming it yeah really really annoying (laughs) and his girlfriend kept preempting the freaking punchlines of all the jokes it was really really irritating (laughs) so that was fun yeah, and then and then what? And then after? And then we. And then we had to have a break. Oh we yeah, went we back went to hotel room and had a sleep. <laughs> and uh, and then it was Ari Shafir, the moment I'd been waiting for. Oh. I was so happy to see my favorite, one of my favorite, not my favorite, one of a few favorites, podcaster. On stage, close up, because it was small audience vibes. And uh, I was so excited. And we were nearly late because we went to the Pleasance and it was at the Pleasance Dome, which was. No, you were doing this like crazy panic walking where you were just walking <laughs> <laughs> just everywhere but nowhere. Yeah, because people were going, <laughs> oh, it's this way, it's that way, go over here. I was like, the Pleasance Dome, the Pleasance Dome, where's the Pleasance Dome? Where's Irish Fear? Yeah, we've been like in that area all day as well, but we just couldn't couldn't find it. it. And even when we were in the dome, we couldn't find it. Oh gosh! But eventually we got it, and we made it just in time. Came in, sat down, and uh, and he came out. And Arshafir was cool. You know, I love I love his style of comedy, just storytelling. Not not so much up your street, was it? Uh, Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, he was great, but I, I didn't know what I was expecting. Yeah, and I thought it was his show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was kind of a you know I really paid to see him, and I should have known because it was a a version of his YouTube channel show, which is basically him tell, getting up and telling one story, and then a bunch of other comedians telling stories on the same subject. But his guests were really dodgy. His guests were so bad, man. They really, it really pissed me off. Yeah, because I think that's the difference between his shows on Comedy Central because they, he gets some really awesome people. Yeah, and I think maybe he just got like the the bottom of the barrel. Edinburgh didn't maybe didn't have his choice or his. First yeah, but he choice. doesn't do those shows every day, so surely he, I don't know, maybe he's ran out of the good ones. I don't know how it worked, but basically the first guy, well, Ari Shafir told one story which I thought was brilliant. Because he just he just cracks storytelling. He knows how to do it. He knows how to take you on a little journey, and then he knows how to sort of go off on a tangent and then bring it back again. And he's just really sort of I don't know what it is. He he connects with the audience. Mm. Not I don't know. Does he? No, he does a lot of looking at the ceiling. Already. But still, I loved him. I was like, you're great. And then you'd see. Um, You'd see, uh, and then he brought out the next, his, then he brought out, I can't remember the guy's name. The un-PC dude. Dude, this English, was he English? Yeah, he was English, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like a really crazy version of Russell. Russell? Russell Brand? Mm. Really? I think he was trying to be him, but he was just really weird and he spoke really fast and just really offensive. Yeah, and it was really... I think he thought he wanted to be a bit like him. He wanted to be a bit crazy. Yeah, like really like, oh, I'm so crazy, but really amazing, but you weren't either. I do remember his name, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to like, I don't know, not that he would ever hear But anyway, tell us more about what you thought about, you know, seeing Arisha Fear's show and... It was great. I was like, I mean, I, I it was a kind of mixed feelings because then the second guy that he brought out, so Ari Shafir came on between each guest and sort of said, oh, yeah. And so he came on after the first guy who was English and was like, yeah. And you could tell, you could tell that he was like, I feel like I could tell Ari Shafir sort of thought, oh, shit. Not impressed. Yeah, not not, not impressed, really. <laughs> um, it's sort of awkward laughter. Not awkward, but 
because he's never awkward or embarrassed, but he was just like, okay, and next up is <laughs> this guy who was equally as shit, but on the other end of the scale. What, like, the Canadian guy? Canadian guy. Did he only have two? Two guests, and then he came on back on at the end again, because I think the Canadian guy sort of dropped off halfway Oh, through. he was so drunk. What the hell? Was he drunk? He was wasted. Yeah, he didn't. Whatever, whatever it was, he wasn't doing, and like, he wasn't even... I I don't know what was happening. He, it was he just did like the dead whole, space. Yeah, he did the whole insulting you thing for not understanding a joke that he told, and like his his story just wasn't funny. Yeah, it it was our fault. What was the subject again? Oh, craziness, which is a really vague story. Mm. But um, yeah, it just wasn't good, man. And and then he got annoyed that we didn't understand a joke, and then sort of ended his set by lifting up the mic stand and sort of slamming it down and going all right well none of that works but uh thanks anyway guys see you later and walked off and everyone sort of clapped a little bit and was like okay and uh and then Ari Shafir came up on the stage and and just finished it off with his own story because he he could come up with a much more eloquent story off the top of his head than any of the other two did the whole time without trying to be crazy for the sake of being crazy wouldn't it yeah like he just told a true story about him nearly shitting himself in china <laughs> um which is quite, which i found quite funny um you didn't did you <laughs> you didn't think it was very clever <laughs> don't say that what you're allowed to say whatever you want and in fact ari shafir himself says that you shouldn't like censor it <laughs> you know <laughs> on the podcast or if you're doing stand-up you shouldn't say oh this guy you should just be like Ari Shafir told this story I didn't like it you know what? what I think it's it was our sixth show of the day and we've been watching yeah I think my brain was just like mush you know like we've been sp- we spent all day listening to comedy like yeah. watching hearing like embracing comedy and it was an amazing day but by the end of it I think I just lost the plot <laughs> But he was very charming. Yeah. And I was very... I was... You know what? I was more interested in you and how excited you were meeting him. I know. Because, yeah. Because that was, was more little, entertaining for me. Yeah. There, there was a little moment afterwards where we went down to the bar and I was like, I'm sure he's going to come out and have a drink or something and I can, like, go and say hello. And so we bought a drink at the bar and then we went and sat on this table and it was like, oh, maybe he's not coming. <laughs> And then he came out of the doors and I was like, oh shit, there he is. <laughs> and like my whole face started burning up. <laughs> and You were sweating. I, I was sweating and I was freaking out and I was like, oh my God, I could, can I go in? No, I, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to, I pretended I wasn't that guy. <laughs> I sat there like, no, I'm not going to do that. Kai was talking to me about something. I, I wasn't listening at all because in my head I was going, I am that guy. I am that guy. <laughs> I need to go and get a selfie. A selfie for fuck's sake. Um, so I ran <laughs> over to him while he was sort of taking photos with another guy and said, Ari, sorry, man. I I need, can I, I thought, I think you're brilliant. Your <laughs> podcast is amazing. Can I get a photo? And he was like, yeah, sure, man. And I was like, oh, sweet. And I was sweating. My forehead was like dripping. And uh, <laughs> it was really intense. It was horrible. <laughs> and, um, and then we tried to take the photo together and my phone was on self-timer, so it started counting down from 10 as well. It wasn't even, even as if it was on a three-second timer. It was on a 10-second self-timer. Oh, yeah. So it's just started going, ding, 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 ding. And I was like, oh, no. So he went back to the other guy and had a photo with him again. Oh, no. And I was, like, desperately trying to trying to make sure my phone was okay. And then I took this sort of half-blurry photo and then my phone just went cannot take any more photos not enough storage and i was like ah. <laughs> not now no. so um so i was like oh don't worry about it man um and then i tried to tell him all about how his podcast had inspired me to make my own podcast which i'm sure he hears every day yeah and um and that was it and then i was like okay man see you <laughs> later <laughs> and i came Exit. back down sat down next to kai and i was shaking and sweating it's really bizarre i don't know why it had that effect on me i think you were saying it's oops you were saying it's because like i got uh, um because 
I listen to his podcast at least once a week. Yeah, and it's, there's this kind of intimacy, right, with podcasts. Yeah. You it, thought that you knew him. Yeah. You felt like you were, like, inside him. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like, yeah, I felt like I was... Yeah, you knew even, like, the details of, like, what kind of phone he had. Oh, yeah, because there's this whole thing about <laughs> him having a flip phone on the podcast, and then he took out this phone in, in, during his set to show someone a picture on Facebook in the front row. And I was like, oh, he's got a new phone. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit, that's weird. Like, like, why <laughs> Too it, much. How do I know that? Um, but, yeah, so that was it. And uh, Yeah, that was really sweet, though. Met my hero, yeah. one of. It's cool. And uh, he had laser eye surgery as well, so he didn't have glasses on, which was really weird because he looked more sort of cool. He looked kind of yeah. He looked very cool with his kind of Mohican. Oh, he had like a skinhead Mohican as well, um, and it's weird because on most of what I've seen him on, he looks kind of geeky mm. and very Jewish, which he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't look like that at all, did he? No. <laughs> he looked like he'd knock you out. <laughs> well, maybe not that far. Um, yeah, so. So that was that, and then did we see any other shows that were like worth mentioning? Well, I saw a circus show, which was really cool. Yeah, there was a circus hub yeah. where you can see lots of different sort of circus, and I don't know, I quite like this kind of alternative theatre and things like that, so that was really cool. It w- you could basically watch anything you want there. The other experience I had, which was very similar, was Latitude. I was able to, uh, I had an opportunity to, to do like a really easy show Whoa. there. Edinburgh chat zone. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but I just want to like compare the feeling. Yeah, no, 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 Literally, it's, if you are like, I don't know, it's like, you feel like a proper theatre art geek. And it's, and you're allowed to be this geek in this festival is is a re- is a really nice feeling and everyone you know like oh yeah so a couple of days before you turned up i went to the circus thing and i also went to a little comedy show on my own i had dinner on my i had like a little date today like yeah. like edinburgh on my own kind of yeah. vibe and i bumped into loads of people who, who were doing exactly the same and like they would go they were yeah so we were, i went to the circus show and there was this woman next to me watching a show on her own having a little like sushi and I was having my little focaccia, focaccia, <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, really happy watching a circus show at 11 a.m. Amazing. Oh, yeah. and I also saw Confirmation by Chris Thorpe. He's a genius. I did one of his plays two years ago called Hannah at the Unicorn Theatre, and I love his work, so I went to check his work out. And also, my friends play um, Luke Barnes, who wrote um, Weekend Rock Stars, which yeah. did very well in Edinburgh. And you're going to get him. Yeah, we're going to get him on. He's in Game of Thrones, and he's also a very established writer. Really cool. Just like really alternative stuff that he did, he did with Whole Truck, I think. Mm-hmm. They're quite... I think they're quite exciting, like regional theatre. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just brilliant to just kind of live and breathe theatre. Yeah. I was on a bit of a comedy mission, I guess. Yeah, and that's just as cool. Yeah, it was weird. I think because of the podcast stuff and, and discovering passions recently or obsessions, <laughs> my my obsession with uh, with comedy was sort of taken over. And I didn't really didn't really do much theatre at all. Well, we, we didn't really have much time, did we? No, it's true. We were only there for a few days. Yeah, I think next time we should try to go for a whole week or something. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. Yeah, privately. Yeah, these people are getting bored. <laughs> um, yeah, so Edinburgh, 2015. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was brilliant. Um, if you... Uh, I will put all the names of these of the shows that we saw that were awesome and worth watching on the website. Um and we'll be back next week with a with a real well I was gonna say with a real person. Obviously Kai, you were my guest today, so that's you you are real and I think. Am and I? Uh, so that was thank you very much for coming, Kai. Thank you. I mean coming. I mean uh <laughs> Gosh. Thank you very much for <laughs> for doing this. <laughs> Thanks for coming over to the boat where Thank you live. You. Thanks. Yeah. Um. 
See you next week, guys. See ya. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I want to say bye as well. Oh, say bye then. Say your goodbyes. I have. And I'll do a little outro. Okay. See you guys. Is that <laughs> it? C- conclu- keep listening. Keep subscribing. Whoa. Chill out. <laughs> K- keep following. <laughs> or just following in general. Be inspired. Acting inspired. Sum up Edinburgh Festival in one sentence. Tingling. That's one word. If it was a word, tingling. Okay. If it was a sentence, I'm not very good with sentences, but I'll try my best. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um it's like geeking out. <laughs> that's, that's not No, it's like inspiring. Theatre geeks raving out. <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll leave it there <laughs> guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much ladies and gents for tuning in to this week's episode of Acting Inspired the Edinburgh Fringe Festival special um, we had a great time at the Fringe uh, hopefully you did as well if you were there I'll put all of the information on the website about the different shows that we saw and um, tune in next week for another episode of Acting Inspired peace out Big lava. Twas a life gay and easy, whatever may come. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. fun, fun, fun.